y'all wanna do? Wanna be ballers, shot callers, brawlers. We'll be dipping in the bins with the spoilers. On the low from the Jake and the Taurus. Trying to get my hands on some grants like Horace. Hey everybody, welcome to About That Life, episode 30. I'm Will Ramirez. And I'm Octavia Ramirez. This is, like I said before, episode 30. That's triple X. The triple X episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, we're going to really earn that explicit tag today. <laughs> no, <Okay>. we're not. <laughs> we're really not. Yeah, we'll try. Mm. Um, it's been a week, a couple of weeks of revelation. What? Yeah, revelation. We, You know, you're always learning in marriage. You learn new things. And one of the things that I learned this week is your pronunciation of the two words, Orange juice. <laughs> and it goes how? Orange juice. Orange juice. <laughs> orange juice. I just let, I just drop the J in orange and just carry it into the J of juice. Yeah. So it's just one J. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I, I can't even judge, but you, you know, one thing that I always do is like, you know, where like somebody, you hold the door open for someone and you say, mm-hmm. and they say, oh, thank you. And you say, you're welcome. Yeah. I just say, you welcome. <laughs> you welcome. And I'm like, and every time I say it, I feel like an idiot in my head. I'm like, you're so stupid. Say the R. <laughs> you're welcome. Mm-hmm. Or uh, people just say welcome. Yeah, maybe. Or like morning. No one says good morning. Like you welcome. <laughs> okay. I say good morning. I don't say good morning. I just say morning, morning. No, I morning. try. To, I try to say good morning because morning is always feels like. Yes, I know it's morning. I know, it but it's, just, it's, like it's a sh- the worst. No. So uh, we need not point it out. Let's try to make it a good one, <laughs> Let's shall we? Let's just get we? through it. <laughs> yeah. No, orange juice. <laughs> orange juice. And I, like, I, I'm sure I've heard you say that before, but it wasn't until you were ordering at brunch, because apparently we, we brunch now. Yeah. Babes who, <laughs> babes who brunch. <laughs> yeah. Brunch with bae. Yeah. <laughs> Brunching with Bay, and uh, you ordered an orange juice. <laughs> <laughs> I sure did, and then I changed my order to yeah, ginger ale. To ginger ale, yeah. yeah. Shout out to La Hacienda. La Hacienda, yeah, that was they were pretty decent. That was pretty good, and it wasn't even like a hipster joint. Oh my gosh, did I tell you about my hipster coffee experience last week? Or this past weekend, we can have a whole series about our hipster coffee experiences. <laughs> yes, but our listeners know. They're on board. They're, They're cool. on board. They're cool. It's just us. <laughs> it's just us here. This doesn't leave. This is a no hipster zone. So <laughs> if you're wearing a trilby hat and call it that. What's a trilby hat? It's kind of like the hat I wear, but if you call it that, and I don't know. I don't know. It's, oh. It sounds pretty hipster. Which hat? No, you like, have several hats. You're I just a like, hat guy. I have like the fedora. I mean, whatever. People think I'm a hipster sometimes. Yeah. So... <laughs> we went to this um, hipster coffee place, and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna call it out. Uh, not in not it's, this is not a shout out. This is like a call you out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we put on the notice. common. It's common. called the common um, on Bloor and Dufferin in Toronto, obviously. Uh-huh. So. I was going there not by choice, so I'm part of like a small group at my church, and it was like it's a group of girls, and they we meet every other week, and so this week we would we're meeting at the Common, and so I, and I knew this was going to be like a hipster coffee spot, like so I wasn't surprised by it. I just didn't think it was going to be this hipster. So, what's this hipster like? I'm getting into it. Ooh, do tell. <laughs> so. I was like running late. I was like five minutes late or something. I come, I put my stuff down and I, you know, said hello. I go over to the coffee bar and I, there was a couple people in line ahead of me. And so I'm kind of like, oh, I'm looking for where is like the menu. So I'm looking all over like behind the the coffee bar, like behind the, the, the front desk or whatever front desk. That's not what it's called. Mm-hmm. And I don't see anything. So then I'm thinking, okay, maybe they have some sort of like a card or something like, you know, like a menu card at the bar. So I'm looking for that. No sign of some sort of menu card or anything. Mm -hmm. And then finally, by the time my turn comes up, the barista's like, hey, how you doing? I'm like, hi, uh, where's your menu? And she's like, we don't really have a menu here. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I was like, uh, okay. 
I guess I'll just have a mocha. She's like, cool, mocha it is. <laughs> she starts making it. And I'm like, or she was about to make it. And I was like, sorry, do you accept debit? Oh, no, sorry. It's cash only. Okay. Oh, but we have an ATM downstairs. Okay. But do you want to just cancel your order? <laughs> she really didn't want to make that mocha. <laughs> I know. So I'm just thinking, wow, if I was the owner, and I, we always say this when we go to hipster coffee places or hipster establishments, like if I was the owner of this place, I would be so upset <laughs> that my staff is like this. So number one, here's why I was getting like real upset. Number one, you don't have a menu. And it's like, look, we're not all coffee snobs. Like, I don't know what a cortado is, okay? Yeah. I need a menu. And I want to know how much things cost. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, no menu, okay? And now in Ontario, how many calories? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, this is against the law, first of all. So, I don't know how much things cost. <coughs> I don't know what you serve. And then on top of that, nowhere was there a sign that said cash only. So, mm. not only do I not know how much... I'm going to be paying. I also don't even know that it's only cash. So even if I did have cash on me, I wouldn't know what my total was Mm -hmm. until after she made the drink. So, wow, that was really frustrating. And I was willing to go downstairs to this stupid ATM and pay the extra $3 to take out the cash. The thing that made me even more annoyed, which was just the cherry on top, is the fact that she was then like, do you want to just cancel your order? Like, yes, every part of me wanted to just for the principle of the matter to just be like, you know what? Yeah, cancel my order. But I was already there for this like meeting. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I can't just like walk out. You just be defiant at the table. But like, the whole that time. is not how you do business. You know what I mean? Like, that is not in the service of your customers. That, that is like typical hipster mentality where it's like all about them. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like the thing about being in service, in food service in particular, yeah. is you got to show people what they can get. Yeah. You know, and like I get they're probably trying to be all like adventurous, but like I don't know coffee. I also don't know what you even have at your establishment that could then cater to my whims. You know yeah. what I mean? Like what an epic fail. So yeah. that was my established my hipster yeah which experience. is which is what's making it harder and harder to find a place to eat in Toronto yeah and well that because funny while you were at that thing I was looking for my own coffee shop to kind of like sit and read the newspaper at yeah um yeah because I'm old timey like that yeah um anyway so I'm like oh, okay where do I go then I was like thinking okay well there's that that. That coffee shop that we went to that apparently turns into a bar after like four o'clock. <laughs> so I'm like, no, I don't want to go back there because they screwed us over last time. Oh, yeah. Boxcar. Yeah. It's like, Boxcar oh. Boxcar social. Look online. It's like, yeah, we're open till 12. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. A coffee shop that's like open late. Yeah. We go there and it's just like, what the hell? It turns into a place to like bring a date for a drink, not like a coffee. We wanted to have, like, a nice little coffee date. Yeah, I wanted to just, like, sit at a table and, like, look at the world, walk by. Yeah, I guess we could have just had, like, a drink, but I just wasn't in the mood for, like, any kind of alcohol. No, it was so cold. Like, I just... I yeah, cozy. I, I don't crave, like, coffee-type drinks very often. Yeah, so I'm when like, you do... I'm like, this is a good time. Like, we haven't gone on, like, a real, like, just chill coffee date. Anyway, so this Sunday or Saturday it was, it was like, we're looking for, I'm, I'm looking, okay, I need a place to like, you know, but I want that, that kind of coffee shop kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. And then like, there's that place that are one of our, one of the people we know owns, but then mm-hmm. like, I didn't want to run into people because it's my day off. <laughs> I don't want to talk to anyone. Introverts. Yeah. It's just like, check I, the previous episodes. Uh, people. Yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> I don't want to talk to anyone. I want to say hello and salutations and small talk. Like, screw it. I want to sit here with the globe and mail and, Become abreast of world issues. <laughs> um, so I ended up at Balzac's at the Toronto Reference Library, which I forgot how awesome that building was. And then we ended up walking around the library and discovering, <laughs> wow, a library has like 
so many ser- goods and services available to the public. And I signed up for my very first Toronto Public Library card. Mm-hmm. And with that came like an information package, yeah. which they actually offer free Photoshop classes. Yeah, I like know. All the- I'm like, this is amazing. Yeah. And I'm just like, why did I ever go to college? All I needed was a <laughs> library card. But I think I owed the Toronto Public Library like 10 bucks when I was finishing oh, high shoot. when I was finishing high school. So it was just like, ugh. Babe, we got to check that out. It's probably like $20,000 now that we owe them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like that episode of Seinfeld. Oh, my gosh. Well, the thing is, like, we're in, like, a note. We don't believe in debt. So yeah. for all we know, it could be, like, owing the city of Toronto thousands of dollars for, mm. like, Oh, wasn't it that somebody like found out, like dug up dirt on Obama that he had like a library? Uh, debt? No, it was Carl uh, Ben Carson. Oh, he had he, library like, debt. He had li- No, he had like a book he had never returned at the library, and that's what they dug up on him during <laughs> the primaries. Oh my god! <laughs> You're a loser. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yes, you were saying about Balzac's. Yeah, Balzac's was good, but it's still like it's Balzac. It, but this particular Balzac isn't like the other two locations in the city that are like cozy. This one's more just kind of like. It's there. pretty out there, yeah. It's, like it's it's not, yeah. It's, it's not as co- like warm. Yeah, because all the other ones are kind of in like really cool, like historic buildings. Yeah, or like Balzac's been spreading out quite a bit. Like they haven't been doing their like historical sites as much. Yeah, I mean that's that you got to right. You kind of mm-hmm. open up your uh, possible locations because those historic sites don't really. And they don't they don't come cheap. Yeah, they don't come cheap, and they don't come on the market very often. Yeah. Um, so anyway, shout out to Balzac's great coffee. Sitting next to an old man who was just literally just sitting there. Oh uh, my god, he was so cute, babe. Like, I actually can't stop thinking about that old man. He's goals. Yeah, like he literally. We were and you were matching him. I took a nice <laughs> uh, little Instagram, but like we were just watching him. He was just sitting there. At no point did he feel the need to pull out a phone or something. He was mm-hmm. obviously like in his eighties at least. Yeah. But you know what I mean? I was thinking like, man. I wish I could be like this old dude, like just sit there. And he sat there. I don't know how long he was there because I joined he you was, after. He, he was there the whole time I was there. So he was there before I sat down. Yeah. And he just had his cup of coffee. He was sitting there watching people at the window. Yeah. And he was so cute. I just wanted to talk to him and, and like. You love talking to old people. I love talking to strangers. Yeah, you love. Sales them. associates, baristas. Oh, my God. Yes. I love talking. It's like sometimes it's like, all right, I got my coffee. Thank you. Let's go. And people I turn back st- and you're still like, so do you like working here? <laughs> <laughs> like what? Who cares? <laughs> who cares whether he does or he doesn't what's he gonna say no i hate it he can't say that it's so funny that you say that because even while i was at the counter because so i went for my coffee thing at that crappy hipster place that i met you after just to yeah. hang out and uh <laughs> even when you i was like oh babe i'm gonna go get like a hot chocolate or something from the balzacs yeah the guy that was taking the money he had like a french accent or something yeah. and i was like do not talk to him. Do not strike up a conversation. <laughs> you can't resist. I could not resist. I wanted to be like, so like, are you, where are you from? <laughs> oh <my laughs> and now I'll never know. <laughs> and on Sunday morning, um, when we were walking to church, I saw like one of the girls from church who I've never spoken to before. Yeah. I just know she sings on the worship team. Yeah. I don't really know anything about her, yeah. but I heard her. Like talking, and I just like looked at her. I was like, "Hi," <laughs> and I'm just like, and she was just like, "Hi." She you, doesn't know me. Then you and I should switch places because, like, I, I think I've said this before. Like, I hate running into people, like especially on transit. Yeah. Like, if I'm on the train and I'm like falling asleep, like. Don't come tap me on the shoulder and be mm. like, hey, it's If you. you're falling asleep, of course, I wouldn't talk I to you. I had someone do, do that to me this week. And it's just like, oh, dude, like, leave me alone. I, <laughs> I literally got off the train a couple stops early. Oh, my god. Because I did not want to continue this ride. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So with this girl, I was literally like, hi. And I like don't know anything about her. So I just talked to her about the one thing I know I can talk to her about. And I was like, you're my favorite on the worship team. <laughs> I'm like, legit, you're my favorite. Don't tell anybody I said it. 
And she was like, oh my gosh. And she like messaged me on Instagram yeah. after. She's like, hey, it was so nice to like meet you. Sorry. Like I, she's like, I actually tried to look for you after service to like thank you for saying those nice things. Mm. Who knew? She could have been like hating herself the night before and thinking, I'm the worst singer. Why am I even doing this? And some random weirdo on the street said, hi. Yeah. You're, <laughs> you're that person. <laughs> I'll, I'm going to go back to Balzac's just to talk to that barista. I'll be the guy who, like, everyone just wants to tell their problems to. Yes. People. We're the opposites. I want to talk to people, like, random strangers. Yeah. But, like, people want to talk to you, and they tell you all their secrets. Yeah, and then I always I want you to why. tell me, and then you never do. Exactly. <laughs> maybe that's why they tell you their secrets. Yeah, maybe. Maybe because, like, I immediately forget it after. It's just like, I know. No, I try to help people out. Like, if I'm in a conversation with someone, you know, I try to be attentive and, like, listen to them. <laughs> it's like, I never invite, like, I never solicit somebody's, like, hey, tell me what's going on. I'll never do that. And maybe I should. But wow. I, I, like, I never say, hey, man, what's going on with you? And maybe I, sh- I, I think maybe I should with certain people and certain friends in my life. But, like... Mm-hmm. For the most part, I'm never soliciting, like, information or, like, checking up, right? Yeah. Like, I'm, like, I'm of the ilk of... People will just tell you, and no, they do. No, I'm, I'm of the ilk of, like, hey, let's just be people. I don't, like, there might be stuff going on in your life, and if you want to tell me that, then go ahead. Which they do. Yeah. But, like, I'm not going to ask. What do you think it is about you that makes people want to, like, tell you their deep, dark secrets? It's my calm, reassuring eyes. Yeah, you definitely have <laughs> kind eyes. Even though you have like a pronounced brow, yeah. um, which can be menacing, <laughs> your eyes make up for your menacing brow. Does I, that make sense? Yeah, I guess. Mm-hmm. Who else would you say has that? <laughs> Who was it? Ryan Gosling? Damn Ryan Gosling and his kind eyes. His kind eyes. <laughs> he um, does not. He's got that sharp nose, which like is also like, it's always depicted as like also menacing. Yeah. Yeah, good job, St. Catharines. <laughs> um, so we were talking, you know, well, actually, we were, we were actually talking, and we were just talking about going to these, like, coffee shops. And Believe stuff. it or not, we do converse outside of the parameters I of know, this podcast. I know, it literally just surprised me as well. I'm like, oh, crap, we had a conversation. Holy, we just, like, this whole conversation. Just I know, why didn't we have the mic on? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and as we were just saying about, like, these, like, you, you know, coffee shops and like these hipster places like as much as i hate them like good on whoever you the know common whoever the scruffy haired guy is mm-hmm. um who you know starts these businesses right mm-hmm. and like we're at a place now where i think um you know we're kind of trying to be really responsible with our money it sucks but so good, <laughs> but sucks. <laughs> being responsible with your money is so much fun. <laughs> I'm being sarcastic. Oh, okay. Good. You're not inflecting enough. It's supposed to be being responsible with money is so much fun. That's because <laughs> it's kind of like half sarcasm for me because yeah. it is actually pretty fun for me to be responsible. <laughs> yeah. More on that later. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, like we're I guess we're at a place where it's like we want to like be ethical with our not even just ethical. It's like I want to support people who like and we've talked about this before, like wanting to support people who are doing things and like trying to build something up. Yeah, exactly. Like people that we know as well. Yeah, and like on that note, it was just like we like we're thinking like is there still room for like little guys yeah is the little guy can the little guy still make it in like mass production mass marketing and i guess before that like for someone to like go and start a business whatever it is or not even just start a business like whatever it is that you want to do that's like in your gut that that kind of fires you up that you want to like do or you feel like you're kind of drawn to whether that's like i need to take a painting class Mm -hmm. or like i need to start a business like Either one of those things is just as valid and, like, people have a million and one excuses for not doing them, right? And there's always going to be plenty of good excuses to not do things like that. And, like, you know, certainly I'm one who's been very attentive to those excuses um, throughout my life. And that's and that's sort of something that, like, I still struggle with, right? It's just, like, today, one day I could be, like, fired up and be like, oh, I'm going to do this and that and that and that. 
And then the next thing is just like, nah, nobody cares. Nobody wants. There's already a million people doing doing it better or have a head start on me. Yeah. Right? Yeah, the struggle is real. Like, <clears throat> so basically, the reason we kind of thought about this conversation and thought, like, we were actually talking about this earlier is because uh, last week, I believe, a beloved... <laughs> Brampton, Ontario establishment closed its doors, which it was not actually a Brampton, Ontario establishment. I'll just preface that. Um, So coffee culture on Queen Street in Maine. Followed the fate of the coffee culture on College and Spadina. There was a... Oh, there was. You're right. So, That's yes. Like Co- some vegan cafe or something. Uh, crap like that. Yeah. So coffee culture is a chain coffee a coffee chain restaurant or cafe i guess and the there was a location in brampton downtown brampton at queen and maine that last week closed its doors due to financial difficulties that being said oh and so basically everyone you know people are like oh this sucks like private because so they're like oh private businesses they can't make it or whatever first of all it's not a like it's still a chain it's still a franchise yeah it's not like a completely independent shop exactly and starbucks almighty starbucks actually moved in a few years ago i would say probably around five or six years ago they moved across the street literally Mm -hmm. um And so that just kind of sparked a lot of like discussion amongst my friends, you know, who grew up in Brampton. I was with a group of girlfriends on over the weekend and I also saw some stuff popping up on Facebook and, you know, just it kind of sparked the discussion like can the independent business make it in a world full of Starbucks? You know, can the coffee shop owned independently, which in this case it still was not, but can it make it? And so... That kind of got us thinking, like, you know, since we are kind of in this place now, we are, we want to use our money to support uh, more boutique brands. Um, and that can mean an independent coffee shop. Yeah, local right? businesses. Right, local businesses. Canadian made whenever possible. Canadian sourced and manufactured North or North American. American yeah. Or even European. Um, yeah, they make some quality stuff. <laughs> they, make, they know how to do stuff, you guys. They yeah. know how to do stuff. There's certain things that they just do a lot better. Exactly. So, like, and we're all for that, right? Like, we want, you know, our money to go to our local economy, if not, like... The problem is this. We've been going to Zara. <laughs> yeah. So, like, we're not trying to be all high and mighty. There's actually a practical reason as to why yeah, we want to do because that. Because the last, like five shirts that I've either been like gifted to me or like that I've gone out of my way to buy at Zara um, because the prices are fabulous <laughs> have like not made it past one wash. Okay. You're exaggerating. It's made it past a couple, but not like it hasn't Ma- made it past a few months of wear. Some of them have not made it that far. Really? Yeah. Like one, one or two washes and the elbows rip or the big thing is, one wash and it doesn't fit anymore yes right and it's not just because of weight gain (laughs) no like it also just shrinks like like, it'll fit perfectly when i get it and then i wash it once and it's done and then the the next size you you know you're thinking well will why don't you just buy the next size up yeah thanks genius (laughs) like i think about that buy the next size up but then it fits like a you know garbage still yeah exactly right like these so anyway i'm kind of sick of that and then i can't really like afford like you know, some of the, not really can't afford it. Just like, I still feel like, oh, I, you know, do I really like, want to spend $600 on this Ted Baker blazer? Oh, Ted <laughs> Baker has some great stuff. <laughs> Love that brand. Or even like Club Monaco, right? Like yeah. we were kind of thinking what's like upper level, like better quality clothes that we could still buy at the Eaton Center. <laughs> yeah. And even that it's like, oh gee, you know, like is this. You, you have to have all these like ethical discussions with your spouse and within yourself of, you know, what does it mean to like own a, pa- a piece of a garment, mm-hmm. you know, and like, what do I want out of this garment? You know, there's just so many questions to ask that I don't think 
you ask when you're just walking into a Zara? No, because they make it very easy for you to mass consume what they mass produce. Exactly. So they want you to keep going back there and buying more stuff because it's so easy. It's like, oh, this is on sale. It's like 10 bucks. Yeah, that's great. And I've done that. I've walked into Zara. Oh, yeah, for sure. And impulsed bought like blazers and like suits and like just because, you know, I happen to catch it when it's like at the right price. And the good thing about Zara is they do a really good job at kind of just at mimicking what's happening on the runway and what's trendy and like in high fashion so like you know and and then bring it to the mass you know mass market so they they do a good job at mimicking good design but i think i think it's not quality i think it goes back to also like just in general the way we we kind of are starting to kind of like lean this isn't like a conscious decision that we've made and like everything we've done but just like the confines of like the limitations of space that we have in our apartment, which yeah. isn't isn't a small space, but it's not a huge space. It's a one-bedroom apartment. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's just like a standard one-bedroom apartment, not a condo, an apartment. So it's a bigger. Yeah. But um, We have a dining room. Yeah, we have a dining room. <laughs> um, yeah, and it's just like I think that's kind of forced us to really think more practically about the things that we buy and like populate our home with. Yeah. Right? Conversely, I think just that's kind of affected in in our minds like – how we think about the things that we populate our closets with as well, mm-hmm. right? Because, yeah, I don't want to keep having to go buy um, a blazer or shoes or th- this this kind of stuff every six months or every three months. You yeah. know, like I, I hate going through that, right? I just like, you know, I I, I, lo- I say lost, but it, like it ripped beyond, re- beyond repair. One of my favorite blazers. And I bought that blazer for five bucks at Salvation Army. Oh. And it was like fabulous. It's my old man swag nice. back in full force. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's like, I'm like, where's that? Where's that brand? Cause like, obviously some old man was wearing that for years before it came to me. Yeah. And then like I put it on, I was like, Oh man, this fits like a glove. Yeah. Um, and it was, it was great. And I wore it for, you know, like five years, I think. Yeah, no, definitely. And the other, the thing is if you've been listening to us for a hot minute, yeah. You know that we uh, don't have a credit card. We we don't use credit cards. Yeah. Um, we cash flow everything. So we don't have any like line of credit. And we basically believe in zero debt. Mm. Um, and so with cash flowing your life, you know, we can't just be like, oh my gosh, this is on sale. And like swipe a credit card and buy it. Right. And yeah. take advantage of whatever sales that might be every turn of the season. So for us... We really have to think, like for you, for example, you just got rid of a bunch of blazers. Yeah. So now you're kind of like, okay, what is the key piece that I need to now re in, like reintroduce into my clot into my wardrobe? And like now you're kind of thinking, okay, if I'm going to buy a blazer, I want to get some bang for my buck. Yeah. You know, and for us, because like I said, we're cash flowing our life, we have to think well in advance. So I told Joe's like, do your research, babe. Like, yeah find like look at and it's actually kind of a privilege to be in this position because we're able now to be like okay we have you know x amount of dollars that we want to now spend towards you know buying some key pieces for our wardrobe yeah who should we support whose design do we like you know who does good um like manufacturing and things like that so like it's it's kind of a unique place to be because now we actually have to really think about where our money is going because it's yeah. cash that well, we have like, to like save up because and- it's like I think because you've we've moved beyond you know and I don't I really don't want it to come off like look hey look at us what I'm trying to say is like we've gotten we like we've set up our lives and gotten to a place where like um, we can be more intentional about the value of. Of, of our dollar. Of our dollar, right? Yeah, that's Because right. it's not so passive anymore. Like, when I was, like, you know, he's like, oh, yeah, I want that swipe, swipe. I was buying crap. Like, I don't... Mm-hmm. I can't think that of... you don't even necessarily like, but you're like, well, it's on sale. Yeah, or like, I can't... It's trendy. Like, as of right now, I can't think of a single thing that I still own that I bought on my credit card. Yeah. What, or, back when you had a credit card? Yeah, like, way back. Like, yeah, I was talking about, like, going back, like, six... Six seven years now, yeah, right? yeah. Um, so, yeah, like I can't think of one thing that's kind of made it to this point, mm-hmm. right? Um, you know, and that's because, like, you know, even when you have a credit card, you're still not like walking into like Ted Baker or you know, like you know these higher end brands. But like now, it's just like, all right, well, 
I want, I don't want to have to keep going back to the mall because it, it's annoying. Yeah. <laughs> like you go into Zara and it's just like a shit show because oh it's just Oh my gosh. Like, the women's section. The women's section Ugh. in Zara looks like it a garage lo- sale that like <laughs> exploded. In an all white. Room. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, oh my God. Yeah. And I don't know. First of all, contrary to most women, I suppose, I actually don't enjoy shopping. Um, I get like anxiety. So when I walk into like Zara during like their season clearance time when they're yeah. like everything's on sale and ev- it's just a hot mess in there. I literally, I can't, I'm like, you know, I, you'll, I'll, you'll, you'll go, Hey babe, why don't you just go see if you like anything? Yeah. I'm like, yep. Nope. <laughs> like I'll step in and step right out. I just, I can't deal with it. So yeah, I don't, I don't know. I just, it's, it's kind of interesting to be at this place now where we're thinking, all right, what are like some small businesses, some boutique brands and the problem some, is like some local designers that we could, yeah. that we could not even necessarily local, but like. Some yeah, like boutique designers that like we could smaller independent guys. independent people that and we could. And the problem support. with those is like they're they're expensive too. It's like yo, do you know how much I could get something similar for it at Zara? But then it, <laughs> so I have to like remind myself. It's like no, this is made well and it's gonna last you a long time. I'm like, will it though? It's a big risk. <laughs> yeah, you know what? And I think a lot of times with those like boutique um, pieces, you do have to think. Okay, like for you, for example. We're not going to stop buying your jeans at like winners. Let's be real. <laughs> no. Because you go through jeans way too fast. And it's not even based on like the quality of the jeans per se. Yeah. It's just you just run them to the ground. Yeah. I've bought $200 jeans and $30 jeans. And honestly, some of the 30 ones have gone the distance. Yeah, exactly. So it's like there's certain key things, obviously, like blazers, j- like coats and jackets. Um, bags you know messenger bags things like that or dresses for me um even like dressy shoes and boots and things like that i think it's worth going and spending a little bit extra money on something that's classic that's going to last you years go through seasons with you so i think that's key but things like a t-shirt you know just random like workout t-shirts and things like that like i'm not going to spend that much money on those things yeah. or yeah in your case like jeans and stuff so yeah i mean going back to like the original topic is like you know if we're thinking this way then like work work i don't think we're unique yeah. as much as i like to think that like oh my god we're so unique and so like enlightened and different <laughs> and we got Absolutely it all we got not. it all figured out it's just like no we're just kind of like arriving at a place where we can make these kind of decisions and like you know back to the original topic it was like you know is there still room for the little guy and how does like that guy make it yeah and i think that's the key is that there are people out there that want to support the little guy so to speak you know so i actually saw today on facebook in um, you know, in discussions about this coffee culture shutdown in Brampton, you know, this one friend of mine in Brampton was like, I would like to support in, in if, if he had the choice between supporting Starbucks across, across Main Street or Queen yeah. Street, and if there was an independent coffee shop, like he would rather go to the independent coffee shop and support like that local Starbucks is a local business as well because it's franchise owned. However, I don't know. Like, I think some people do want to make those ethical choices. That being said, or I guess whatever, personal philosophies with their money. There's actually another coffee shop up the street slightly from these two. So Starbucks and Coffee Culture were both like at the intersection, the main intersection. But just a few steps away, there's this young entrepreneur in Brampton. I'll give him a shout out. His name's Daniel. He started his own private, independently owned tea shop. So competing against brands like Tivana and David's Tea. Yeah. Mind you, lucky for him, David's Tea didn't move across the street. Yeah. However, or move in across the street, but he started his own tea brand um, called Tea by Daniel. And I think he started off online, selling his tea online. Mm-hmm. And eventually, I think at the age of like, I think I remember meeting him and we're the same age. I was, I think, about 25 or 26 at the time. And he was kind of sampling his tea at the street corner at the intersection. Yeah. And I was like, oh, hey, cool. He was like, want to try some of my tea? And I did. 
I'm not even really that big of a, like a flavored tea person. I'll drink some green tea, but that's about it. Um, and he was like, Oh, I was like, this is great. How old are you? And we kind of, you know, chatted a bit and he was like, yeah, I'm opening my tea shop just up the street. And it was great. And he's actually been there now for several years and his business is doing well and people go there. He has regulars now and yeah, it's, it's, he's definitely thriving and he's independently owned. So, and people make a point to go to tea by Daniel. Like I actually know of people that will like have their little coffee dates. I've had dates there with people and met up with people and hung out. So that just goes to show you that even in like a suburban sit, like a, a town center, essentially in the suburbs of Toronto, there's still a hunger. There's still, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Appetite, an appetite yeah demand and an appetite for independently owned and to support local businesses and independently owned uh, establishments especially when the atmosphere is like a coffee shop or a tea shop where you can just you know buy something for two dollars and chill for the next three hours you know what i mean in the case with like coffee culture like the one that you know everyone's saying got shut down by or like Starbucks kind of beat them out. It's just like Starbucks beat them out because they were better at business and customer service That's and right. efficiency than, mm-hmm. than, you know, was coffee culture. Yeah. Because like, I liked coffee culture, but like you go in there and it sucked. Like other than like some of their actual products, right? Like it didn't have the right vibe. It didn't have like the right uh, kind of people that were going to serve you. Like it just, it didn't, it didn't do what Starbucks is really good at. And then, and then also even with that, like the Starbucks isn't that great either. That's I've had like sat at the it's Starbucks. Definitely a B, it's, it's about a beeline Starbucks for sure. It's not yeah, like, it's like cold and drafty and like, yeah, it's just the setup of that Starbucks isn't great, which is why oftentimes I would choose coffee culture over Starbucks. There wasn't enough seating and the coffee culture definitely had a lot more seating. That being said, you're absolutely right. Like the display cabinet at coffee culture, like God knows how old some of those products were. And you're right. It would be like an old Indian woman who I pers- who actually know, I think she was the owner, um, serving you, you know, like, so you didn't really have that like cool vibe that a coffee shop that I think you now need to kind of have where a barista is kind of like a bartender. Yeah. You know, you need to be able to like talk to them or if not even just make small talk while your coffee is being made. You know what I mean? Like that's where Starbucks and that's why Starbucks has like a book. This is like a recipe for success, you know, that they have managed to replicate across the world. Yeah. So you can't, you can't fight or you can't argue with like true time tested business principles that work and obviously in coffee culture's case they were missing that je ne sais quoi that starbucks managed to has tapped into and repeated over and over like in the use case for starbucks and the use case for like a place where you're going to sit down for a while mm-hmm. is different right like, absolutely i think most people don't go into starbucks to sit down and like camp out for a little bit right yeah um most people are just like grab and go mm-hmm. right and when you do want that, like, let's sit down kind of vibe. You yeah, want let's to, chat for two hours. Yeah, you want it to kind of have a certain, you know, like, atmosphere to it. Yeah. And, like, really nobody's really providing that in that area, right? Yeah. And then, like... In I'm, Brampton. I, yeah, in Brampton. Like, I'm of the... T by Daniel. I'm, They're yeah, holding it down. Sure. I'm of the business philosophy that competition is good for everyone. That's right. Because... It, it's good for consumers, gives them choice, and it forces you to be be better at business or die, mm-hmm. right? And that's exactly what happened in this case. Yeah. If you die, you weren't good enough to be there. It's not because there was no demand. Clearly, there's a demand for uh, overpriced coffee in Brampton, yeah. just like everywhere else. The price point at coffee culture and Starbucks was about the same. Yeah. It wasn't like coffee culture was offering you cheaper product. So choose us because we're cheaper yeah. and in or fact, more affordable. And in fact, most people I've talked to who like coffee, I'm not a huge coffee drinker, say that coffee at Starbucks sucks. Yeah, I've actually kind of grown accustomed to it lately. I don't know why. I used to hate Starbucks coffee. Um, but that's beside the point. I think at the end of the day, I, and the coffee culture owner also did cite financial problems for a reason, obviously, to shut down coffee culture. Yeah. And that could have been their own personal situation that yeah. we don't know about. You know, maybe they mortgaged their home to, like, 
put into this business. That's not uncommon. So who yeah, knows? They probably like had poor management. poor management and obviously, you know, so it's not necessarily that, you know, there's no demand or people just don't care about those things or whatever. Like I actually know, like I said, on Facebook, I saw my friend say like, I would like to support the independent person. Yeah. And just like, we're kind of in this place now too. Mind you, we like Starbucks. You know what I mean? Like we have a history with Starbucks, Yeah. but if it's there, we'll go to the Starbucks. If there's another coffee shop, like the, like you said, last week or two weeks ago, we went out of our way at night to go to this coffee shop, which is owned by Toronto people yeah. um, that turns into apparently a nightclub at night. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like, you know what I mean? Like we actually went out of our way to go there. Unfortunately, we were disappointed, but yeah. regardless, we did that. Yeah. So. And, like, at the same time, like, when we do run into, like, crappy independent businesses, I'm not going to... We won't go. I'm not going to support you just because you're an independent business. It's exactly. Like, if you suck, I'll just go to McDonald's to get my breakfast. <laughs> like, I have no problem exactly. doing that. Exactly. Again. I'd rather not sometimes because those bacon <laughs> You love McMuffins. those bacon egg McMuffins. <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's, like, it's tough, you know? Like, and we are both very entrepreneurial and ambitious and, you know, like, we definitely want to you know, I'm working on something right now. You're kind of working on some stuff too. So like, it is scary, you know, to put yourself out there. And we've talked about this before, but like, like you kind of said earlier, like if you have something on your heart, just do it. You know what I mean? I know that sounds super simple and I'm sure you've heard it a million times. Like yeah, and running shoe company or something. <laughs> hey, <laughs> um, but yeah, like the thing is, I don't really believe in the, like, if you build it, they will come because that's not necessarily the case for everything, no. every product or every service. I do think though, like if it's something that keeps you up at night and that if you're the kind of person that, you know, you want to be a handbag designer and all you ever do is look at handbags. Every time you see that someone else started a handbag line, you just kind of die a little bit on the inside, yeah. <laughs> you know, like then you just know, like it's in you, you need to do this. And like the last thing you want is to like live your life in this monotony of what society wants you to do and never have fulfilled that, which is in your heart and that, which you're passionate about. So it's kind of like, I don't know. I do believe that if you follow in that vein, that like people, someone out there will want to support you. And, and the one thing I love about Seth Godin, who's like a marketing guru and he's written like a ton of books and a, um, he's like one of the first bloggers I think that ever was. Hmm. Uh, he's a great marketing uh, business writer. So look into him if you are interested in that. But he always talks about like, you know, it's your product and your service is not going to be for everyone, mm -hmm. you know, and it shouldn't be. No. You need to, he has, he has a book called tribes and in that it's like market for your tribe, design for your tribe, sell to your tribe. Like they will support you. So this hipster coffee shop that I went to last weekend that didn't have a menu and didn't have an AT debit machine and didn't have a cash only sign. Yeah, maybe that's she, I hate to say it, but that coffee shop actually on a Saturday morning was packed out. Maybe that's by design, right? Yeah, like maybe exactly. It's by design that forces you to interact with and ask questions with the barista, right? Exactly. I know like Apple, like I heard a story, actually a friend of mine who used to work at Apple, you told me like like they tilt their laptops to like a certain angle so that when you to force you so when when you walk up to it it's all glary it forces you to like touch it wow. and feel the quality and like move it and adjust it to your angle amazing and like I'm, I'm like my mind was blown i was like that's so genius yeah right like they open them <laughs> genius <to> bar <laughs> it's 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 brilliant right like it just forces you forces that interaction where other because like they don't come around and be like hey do you need any help they're not really like aggressive salespeople. no it's great but like you I go in it. there and like you interact with the product and like you engage with it in a way that you know, you can't really do at other places, right? Absolutely. Like their products are behind those like cabinets. Yeah. You need to call over the salesperson with their little key to come and touch. Then they stand there and you can't really interact with the product. Yeah. And you're like, okay, well, I guess I'll just put it back. Thanks for letting me look into the cabinet yeah. or whatever. It's like, whatever, you know, Apple is completely not like that. It's built on trust. It's built on like, Hey, if you can, here's the price. If you can afford it, do it. Yeah. You know, it's like, 
they're not nothing goes on sale <laughs> yeah never ever they don't have sales they don't have promotions yeah this is it the price at launch and stays that way if anything it goes up yeah. so so i mean i love that i mean it's it's not they believe in the quality of their product and not they're not willing to compromise on it you know what i mean yeah exactly so and I mean, like, obviously for all the not- haters that are out there, like oh, Apple sucks. It's like, yeah, Apple may not be the best computer in the market, but they're a very welcoming brand as far as like you walk in, you start touching the stuff and like, you know, you can go use their phones. Like I hate going to the, you like, can those- go charge your own phone yeah, exactly. at their store and they don't kick you out. Yeah. Like, you know what? My pet peeve is like these cell phone like booths or even like the, the retail stores. Where oh, you charging go the, stations? No, no, no. Not even that. Like you go in. It's like, oh, let me check out this new Google phone. You pick it up and it's a dummy phone. Oh, a dummy phone yeah. attached to like some spring. That's yeah. Like it's like if the- it's a freaking dummy phone, why do you still have like such high end security on it? Yeah, exactly. Like, I can't. It does, it's a piece of plastic that's weighted. It's so stupid. Right. And like. Yeah, they it's, need it's, to learn marketing. Like it, they need to, and that's honestly one of the reasons why I've never owned an Android phone or a Google anything phone. Okay, because I can't, I can't See, use it. Yeah, exactly. I can't use it before I buy it. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. So I don't know. As far as like, there's. I think the small small business has not died. If anything, like small business is thriving right now. With yeah, like that's what I was e-commerce, saying. like you could. Tomorrow, babe, you could like literally design, like sew a pair of pants tonight, start your little blog, post a little e-commerce button on it and sell it tomorrow. Like that is what I love. I think it's such an amazing time to be starting a business. And then like there's these great businesses that offer, that build platforms for you to start your own kind of like side hustle business, whether it's like, you know, Uber, Airbnb. Uh, Well, I'm thinking more of like. Oh, like actual like gig economy? Yeah, right? So like Airbnb now, you can like, you know, you can be a tour guide in your own city and mm-hmm. get paid for that. Yeah. You know? We were hosts for a little while. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and yeah, it's just such a great time to be alive. And like think of like independent like art and movies and stuff like that, right? Like it's it's a great time to be an independent producer of Yeah. Like, you can get like picked up on Netflix. Television. Like you have like Netflix, you have Amazon, you have like some of the more Hulu. independents, like Hulu well Hulu's not independent, but like some of like the more like direct distribution channels like YouTube or Vimeo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like you have so many ways to so like, many opportunities. Put out your stuff, right? And it's just like, yeah, it's a long and arduous road sometimes. But like it's exciting. Like I get excited for someone when like, you know, a friend of mine came over last Sunday and we were kind of just talking about just different ideas that, you know, he might want to do for like something on like a YouTube channel or, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just like, that's amazing. I love to like, I love that energy. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's such a great time to do that. If you want to be a music producer, if you want to, we have a radio show, like <laughs> me, a guy and his wife have a show <laughs> on their couch, on the on the internet. Yeah, that that's pretty cool. Some people listen to. Thank you for listening. Yeah, you know what? We have been changing lives though, I will say, cuz we had one of our listeners come up to us last week and tell us that he listened to one of the episodes where we were talking about budgeting and cash flowing and and basically our money philosophies. Yeah. And then he immediately went and was like, "I'm going to start a budget." I'm going to get myself on a budget and wrote his expenses down and got organized. So we are changing the world, people. (laughs) (laughs) Internet. Yay. Yeah. Like (laughs) amazing. Like think of like Tesla was a small business a couple years ago. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, not really because he was, he was from PayPal money, but like Mm -hmm. it's a guy who started, started a brand new company from like nothing. Mm -hmm. Right. Absolutely. Ah. don't let don't let the like pressures that be like for example if you're like well someone else is doing it better because i guarantee you that will never go away like that is an inherent fear as human beings when you try to do something whether you try to bake a chocolate cake (laughs) for like a wedding shower or whether you're trying to start your own rocket ship company, someone else, you have a fear that someone else is going to do this better, you know, and that's always going to be there, but. And you're not going to be the best right at the bat. Yeah. Like, don't let that ever stop you. And we're saying this because 
we are trying to do our own thing and like build our own brand. And it's like a daily struggle too. Like is, some days we're like, yeah, I'm going to take over the and world. And some like, hey, I'm never going to do this. Somebody like, else. Uh, this other guy started a thing that's just like the thing I wanted to do. <laughs> exactly. And it's so funny because the second you decide you're going to start your business or, you know, do your blog or start your YouTube channel or your podcast or anything like that or anything for of anything – you immediately like all of a sudden you start noticing yeah like other companies you're like oh crap like just the second you have an idea all of a sudden you'll see on facebook that someone else already started it like a month ago and you're like ah you know this happens to me like once a month essentially i'll like discover a new thing or a new person or a new company and be like babe they're already doing it forget <laughs> it i'm quitting why do i even start yeah but at this point i'm what a little... did i tell you last time it's just like all right i'll look at the company that you're like oh they're doing it. i'm like well they're they look like crap yeah there's only the thing. there's it's something like... unique that only you can offer yeah exactly and, and i, and I what i tell you last time I'm like you know, it's like Pepsi and Coke. Both are very thriving businesses. Just make sure you're a Coke. Yeah. <laughs> that was actually one of the most inspiring things you ever told me. And you're like, and I was like, you're right. I'm going to be Coke. Yeah. <laughs> gotta be Coke. Nobody wants Pepsi. Yeah. So on that <laughs> note. Was that? It was a comedian Coke. that's like, Pepsi's changing its name to, is Pepsi okay? <laughs> or something oh, like that. Or their like new branding campaign. <laughs> Is Pepsi okay? <laughs> oh, you guys, don't be Pepsi. Be yeah. Coke. Be the first choice. And that is always the goal. Yeah. And on that note, uh, make sure you tell everyone that we're Coke. <laughs> sweet, sweet oh, Coke. Man, I love my Mia Coca-Cola. Mm-hmm. So you guys should love us as well. Sorry we haven't been very consistent with this lately. Um, Clearly we've been battling some. We've been battling some other things. <laughs> <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, we are starting kind of our own It's been winter projects. Too. And so life has been really busy because we have our full-time jobs as well as our side hustles. And I guess this is kind of a bit of a side hustle. We don't really take it too seriously from a business standpoint. But we do it for fun and we just really like yeah. getting our thoughts out there. Let us know. If you know, if you have like, what's your spot, like your guys, like your, for like clothes, food. Yeah. We're open to recommendations. Like whatever. In Toronto, New York. Hey, I'll drive to Chicago, New York or whatever. Yeah, anywhere. Or if I happen to be in town. like That's the other thing is like, we're really trying to be more mindful with even our traveling. You know what I mean? Like, we're not just like, oh, sweet Mexico, last minute deal. Swipe, swipe. Like, no, we actually plan epic trips. And we plan them usually like months and months in advance Mm -hmm. and book our tickets and all that stuff. But Mm -hmm. book our hotel from the airplane. (laughs) Okay. But like that was a unique situation anyway. So yeah. Anyways, we are sorry. Like we said, we haven't been that consistent. We're going to try to be better. And we always say that, but we're going to really try to be better this time. Uh, We're moving. We're moving our um, published times. Oh, yeah. Like, we're going to release our episodes actually on Wednesdays from now on. So if you're listening to this, it's a Wednesday, potentially, if you're listening to it fresh off the press. Um, And, yeah, so if you guys want, check us out. Our Facebook page is facebook.com slash aboutthatlifepodcast. If you want to, like, shout us out, just do a hashtag aboutthatlifepodcast on Facebook or Instagram. We definitely check those out. And yeah, we're actually happy to be back on the saddle. Yeah, it's good. It's if fun. you're like a music producer too, we could always use some music. Silas. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, like we could always use some intro and outro music so we don't get that copyright ding from certain, <laughs> certain platforms. Uh, but yeah, anyway, it's definitely good to be back on the saddle. Uh, look forward to doing it again next week. Look out for it on Wednesday. Until then, I'm Will Ramirez. <laughs> And I'm Octavia Ramirez. Ramirez. <laughs> and this is about that life podcast. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Yeah, yeah.